0: Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. Well, we've had another core update. I said this week, I tweeted, uh, it's about time. The last one we had was May, and then within minutes, Google announced another update. I swear I didn't know, uh, although I felt that one was coming. So today we're going to talk about the September core update. It's very early in the update, uh, so we don't have a whole lot of analysis to share, but I'm going to share with you uh, how it is. Is possibly connected to the helpful content update, what you need to know, uh, how to look for data in your analytics early in this update to see if you've been affected, what to do to recover. I know it's early, uh, but core updates have been relatively the same uh, for the last few years. And so I'm going to share some recovery advice, uh, especially we're going to focus on Google's core update questions. And I'm even going to give you some specific tips on how to do competitor research to see what Google has promoted above your websites during this, uh, this update and how you can potentially adapt to that. Uh, Let's start with the things that we likely already know. The update started rolling out on September 12th of 2022, and uh, Google tells us it'll take a couple of weeks to roll out. Uh, It often takes two to three weeks for an update to roll out, although as you'll see in some screenshots I'm going to share for those who are watching this on YouTube, that uh, some sites were impacted uh, immediately uh, within 24 hours of this update rolling out, and that's often the case. Uh, If you want to know when the update has finished rolling out, Google has a new, kind of new page uh, where they announce Google updates and they share uh, the the initial day of rollout and also the final day. Or you can subscribe to my newsletter. If you're a premium subscriber of newsletter, I send out an email whenever Google does a very significant update uh, along with a few of my thoughts on what's happening. Um, So number one, let's say that the helpful content update is not a core update. I see a lot of confusion about that this. Last week, a couple weeks ago, Google announced this helpful content update. And uh, I don't know what happened with Google reached out to me, to Glenn Gabe, to Lily Ray, to Will Reynolds, those are the people I know of, uh, who Google reached out to and said, Hey, could we talk to you about this uh, helpful content update that's happening? At the time, they didn't have a name for it, but uh, they took, talked to us in great detail about what this update was going to cover uh, and uh, and really made it sound like it was going to be a big deal. And from what I've seen, there were sites that were affected. I have seen some of you have shared some analytics with me on Twitter showing that uh, your traffic has been severely affected. Um, but most of the sites that I have heard of being affected were you know, relatively low quality sites. Um my apologies if you're one of those who were affected, Uh, but it seemed to have affected the most spammy sites. And then uh, the Helpful Content Update finished on Friday. uh, And then by Monday, we had a a core update. Now, the core update, like I said, is not the Helpful Content Update. They're two separate things. But Danny Sullivan had a, a tweet last week in a conversation with Glenn Gabe where he sort of shared how the two can be connected. Danny said, Um, because we were talking about uh, how the helpful content update really didn't seem to be that impactful. And Danny said, maybe the helpful content signal alone wasn't enough to tip the scales and produce a change in someone's particular situation. But when we do other updates, Core updates, product review updates, it might add into that and be more significant. And I think that there are probably a number of sites where the helpful content classifier, this is the part of Google's algorithms that crawls the web and determines whether you have a significant amount of unhelpful content on your site. Uh, I think that uh, some sites, maybe some pages, have been flagged as potentially having unhelpful content, and that will play a role in how well you do with the core update. Now, uh, something important to know about the helpful content update is that it is machine learning and it is a weighted algorithm. And so what that means is that some sites are going to be affected more strongly than others. And I think that some sites that that didn't get strongly affected still have the classifier on it uh, that maybe didn't cause your rankings to go down with the helpful content update, but may cause some suppression uh, with this core update that's rolling out now. Let's talk about that as well, uh, about this being a machine learning. And I'm, I know I'm skipping in between helpful content and and core updates. Uh, I'm fairly certain that the core updates are use a lot of machine learning as well, which we're going to talk about in, uh, in just a minute. Um, the helpful content update, uh, when they announced it, Google said, over the coming months, we will also continue refining how the classifier detects unhelpful content. And so at the beginning... Uh, like I said, it may be that the classifier is just looking at the most spammy of sites that are very clearly, perhaps completely AI generated with very little um, actual helpful content to searchers. And uh, and then uh, I've heard people describe machine learning as a child, uh, that it starts off learning simple things. And then as we grow up, we can learn more and more complicated things. And so I know the helpful content update has not been that impactful. So far, but I think we're going to see quite a bit of an impact uh, over the next few years, most likely. The helpful content classifier is always running. And uh, if Google uh, has determined that your site is unhelpful, you're going to have a site-wide suppression. And if that happens, you can recover from it, but the classifier is going to need to see that your content is helpful and has remained helpful for several months before that classifier is removed. This is going to cause all sorts of confusion as people are looking at their analytics and trying to figure out, well, why did my traffic drop? Was it a core update? Was it some unannounced update that Google ran? Uh, You know, was it some uh, seasonal event? Uh, It's going to be much more difficult because now at any time we could be hit with this helpful content uh, classifier that says that our site uh, contains too much unhelpful content. Let's talk about analytics. Um, Early in the update, so as I'm recording this, we're only three days, uh, actually, sorry, two days into the core update, and uh, there's going to be a lot of data that's really confusing, and you should not draw any solid conclusions on two days of data. Things can change, although I'll tell you, when we see a site that seems to be strongly hit by a core update, uh, it doesn't happen that often that those changes reverse. All of a sudden, uh, I, I, you know, I do hear people talking about that, but that's probably not going to happen. Now, let's say you're looking at your analytics and you open up your uh, GA3, good old Google analytics that's going away. I'm still using it primarily, although I'm going to share with you in this episode uh, how I've been venturing into GA4. It, it's not as scary as uh, some people are saying, uh, at least for the data that I need to get from it. Um, the first thing that you may notice in GA3 is this big spike in traffic that seems to start at the end of July and finish, uh, around the time that the helpful content update rolled out in the end of August. And, uh, I'll tell you, uh, unfortunately for most sites, this is bot traffic. Uh, it's not, uh, actual real traffic. It's not that your Google organic rankings have gone up. Um, you can only see this in Google organic and, uh, You can actually filter out and see which country uh, this traffic comes from. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, I'll have some screenshots up uh, to show you uh, a quick way that you can determine. Uh, A lot of this traffic comes from two countries, Seychelles and Czechia. Uh, And I don't know why. There's all sorts of theories. Uh, There's probably some marketing aspect to this. Uh, But um, this traffic is... And I've heard people say other countries as well. Uh, I have heard people saying that there was an increase in Russian traffic um, and some other uh, countries as well uh, during this time. So who knows what's going on, but know that that's not connected to Google updates. If you are not sure whether uh, this increase that you saw, because it, it seems to start for most sites uh, at the same time that a product reviews update <laughs> happened at the end of July. And so it's uh, it's very, very confusing. If you're not sure, there's two things you can do. One is uh, look at your uh, GA4. If you have GA4 set up. And GA4 seems to be good at getting rid of these bots. Uh, and uh, if you see a big increase that happens in regular Google Analytics, but not in GA4, or uh, also in Search Console, if you see no increase in uh, traffic in clicks, uh, or impressions in uh, Search Console, then probably that traffic increase that you're seeing is due to bots. Um Now, the other thing that you can do early in an update is look at hourly traffic, and this is fraught with uh, possible mistakes, but still, if you really want to see if your traffic is being affected, uh, that's what I do early on in the updates. Uh, We could look at rank trackings, uh, but I like to look at hourly traffic. And um, here's the problem again. Normally what we do when we have a big update in the week of the update is we compare traffic to the previous week, except that if you are in the U.S. or in Canada, the previous week uh, before the September core update was a holiday. It was a Labor Day weekend, and that's going to impact traffic for a lot of sites. And so a lot of people are going to look at their traffic and go, oh, wow, I'm way up from last week uh, when maybe you were just down last week because uh, there were fewer people coming to your site uh, because they were doing other things for the holiday. So uh, what I like to do is compare traffic to two weeks ago, uh, assuming that you didn't have some big seasonal event, uh, two weeks ago. And, um, I'm going to show again for YouTube, uh, watchers that, uh, Uh, organic traffic um, and you can filter out traffic to see just Google organic but one of the preset filters that's very very easy to click is organic traffic and unless you're getting an ungodly amount of traffic from Bing if you were affected by the Google update this is going to be enough for you to see uh, whether you've been impacted and then you can click on hourly uh, traffic and uh, what you tend to see is um, most sites will have this fluctuating amount of traffic that goes up and down And then you will see if you were, uh, in this case, positively affected by the September core update, uh, that there's an increase. This increase um, for this site that I'm showing here is anywhere from a 20 to a 30% increase, uh, which looks like uh, this site is actually seeing some type of an improvement with the September core update. Um, And conversely, if you uh, are being uh, negatively impacted, you're going to see that uh, your hourly traffic is down uh, by a significant amount um, compared to two weeks ago. Uh, another thing that can be helpful to do is to look in uh, behavior in Google Analytics and uh, look at page views and compare uh, the couple of days that we've had since the core update uh, compared to, again, the same days two weeks previous. And what we're doing is we're looking at individual pages to see if maybe this increases just from one page. We see this all the time. We see a site that we go, oh, wow, there's we're seeing this big recovery, and when we drill down, it's actually just one uh, article on their site that's gone viral. In this particular example that I'm showing here, uh, you can see that um, every page has a, a bit of an increase actually, a significant increase some more than others. And uh, this is very, very typical of a core update, it seems that. Uh, I don't know if necessarily it's a site-wide um, uh, uh, thing that's put on a site or that the features uh, that make this site's content better are uh, represented across all of the pages on the site. Uh, because if you're a good writer, if you, are, if you have expert authors, we're going to get into these features in a minute, then uh, those are likely going to be the same uh, across multiple pages. And then one final thing that you can do is uh, look and see if your Bing or your direct traffic goes up at the same time. If the only increases that you're seeing or decreases that you're seeing are in Google organic traffic, then there's a good chance that this update is uh, is what's causing your changes in traffic. Number three, if you are hit by this update, recovery is possible. So we've helped many sites to recover from core update hits. I'll share one uh, that seems to be making a nice recovery near the end of this video. Um, I want to say though that it is getting harder to recover sites from major update hits. Uh, Back in uh, 2018, when we had the August Medic update, we had all sorts of clients that uh, we had really been working hard on implementing EAT changes. And at that time, we were very heavily focused on authors, on having expert authors. We still are for some sites, but some sites uh, it really isn't a factor to have expert authors. There are many different things that can uh, come into play. And uh, at that time, we saw massive increases for our clients. Who had been working specifically on EAT? Well, that was 2018. That's four years ago. Uh, If you have not been working on EAT since then, then you're probably not doing well, at least if you have uh, content on YMYL, your money or your life topics. Um, And so EAT is something that, yes, we should all be working on, but I really feel that with the last couple of years of core updates, by far the most important thing uh, that we need to be working on is the quality of our content. And uh, that can be very vague. You know, years ago, Matt Cutts from Google uh, would go and say, you know, create great content, and it became a meme because... Uh, What do we do to create great content? And, uh, you know, I want to share with you this quote from a Help Hangout from a couple of years ago uh, with John Mueller from Google. That's
1: something where when I think, especially with core updates, when you're talking about recovery, it's not so much you're recovering, but rather Google is seeing that you have a better website and reacting to that. Understood. And when we talk about site quality issues, i think like from what we've been able to see those were like mostly uh let's say technical and user experience issues and not like content quality issues meaning that content wise i think we are very solid but we had more ads than you should have on a page and that's been addressed and overall the user experience has been improved uh which like all the audits and everything that we did like Pointed out that for those to be the reason. Yeah. I I think it's it's kind of tricky because with the core updates, we we don't focus so much on just individual issues, but rather like the the relevance of the website overall. And that can include things like the the usability and the the ads on a page, but it's essentially the, the website overall. And usually that also means um, kind of the, the focus of the content, the way you're presenting things, uh, the way you're, you're making it clear to users what's behind the content, like where what the sources are, all of these things. All of that kind of plays in. So just going in and changing like everything around the content, I, I think you can probably get some improvements there. But essentially, if you really want Google to see your website as something significantly better, you probably also need to work on the content side. And at least from from the focus uh, point of view and think about like where, where might there be low quality content? Where might users be confused when they go to my website? And is, is that confusion something we can address with technical issues, with UX u- changes, or do we actually have to change some of the content that we present?
2: So
0: there you go. Improving involves improving content. And yes, you should be working on the technical health of your website. That's always important for SEO. Uh, You want to be sure that Google can crawl your pages, uh, that they can render them. You want to make sure you don't have horrendous page speed scores. But if you saw declines with this core update, it is very unlikely to be because you have Poor core web vitals. Uh, it's very unlikely to be a technical issue. It's probably related to content. So what do we do about content? Well, it turns out that Google has a very, very specific guide on how to improve our content. Uh, they have a blog post called What Site Owners Should Know About Google's Core Updates. And the two things that they tell us to focus on are content and and also to get to know the quality rater guidelines and EAT. I talk extensively about the rater guidelines. Uh, I have a book that uh, I've written that um, many people are buying now to to help you to figure out how to assess your site like a quality rater would, uh, and in the hopes of uh, improving your EAT and also your content quality. I should say that one thing that still really works in terms of improving EAT is to get really good links. And, uh, you know, I saw a a tweet from Barry Adams uh, just today as I was about to record this, uh, where he said that, you know, a lot of SEOs have forgotten about links. And I I may be a little bit guilty of, uh, you know, I, I think that Google is getting better at analyzing content and doesn't need to rely so much on whether content has links in order to say it's authoritative uh, because now they've got all sorts of information in the knowledge graph. uh, They've got all sorts of ways to actually analyze the words in content um, to help them understand if content is good. But make no mistake, good links are still very, very important uh, for most sites when it comes to ranking. Um, And if that's something that you're struggling to get, I do have connections with people that I think do a very good job at creating the type of content that can attract good links and then promoting that content as well. It tends to be a little bit on the pricey side though and that's because uh, I, I think that most people who are doing link building are going after these easy to get links which probably uh, Google's algorithms are ignoring um, and so links are, are still important. So um, I'm gonna leave some links uh, below uh, in the description to other things that you can read or watch in order to try and improve your EAT. This is something that I've been talking on for the the last five years or so now, uh, and so I have a lot of content on that. Let's look at these content questions that uh, Google has. Now the questions that they list in this blog post, some of them are about EAT, and some of them are about the quality of your content. And uh, I'm not gonna go through each of these questions. This is something that I'm actually, my next book is uh, on uh, doing a good job at answering these questions uh, among other things. Uh, And I have some exciting stuff coming up about, um, uh, because to me, I think these questions are so, so important and we should not ignore them. I want to play for you this clip from last uh, episode. This was two weeks ago. I interviewed Google's Alan Kent, and we were talking about these questions in the context of product reviews. Uh, If you have a site that sells products or reviews products, you really, really should watch this episode because Alan shared a bunch of stuff with us. Um, And he shared how, now he was careful to say that This is not exactly how Google does machine learning in their algorithms, uh, but this is an example of how machine learning works when we have a set of questions like this, when we have a set of ideals that Google wants to work towards. Uh, transparent with us and giving us a lot of information about what the product reviews updates aim to to go after um and so uh you started with a list of of a bunch of questions uh, that site owners could ask themselves about their content um wh- where did those questions come from do you know how they got developed
2: yeah and i i may go off track a little bit here as yeah, well Just right. as a, as a little bit of background um so one of the things I find that people have uh, is sort of like machine learning and artificial intelligence. And I, I did one of those Coursera courses on it. So I don't claim to be an expert and it's sort of like going into it, wow, this is so sophisticated and so wonderful. And why can't you explain the end result? And at the end of the course I said, oh, is that just how it works? You know, it uh, and understanding these things and, is useful, and so I'm going to give you a, a, a little bit of a thing and then feed it back to what your question is right. about. Yeah, so how machine learning works is you give it a whole lot of examples and you say, These are good things, I like these, I want more like this, these are bad things, and I don't really know why, but I'm going to tell you something about it. I'm going to tell you, um, and it comes into these sorts of factors like, Here are the sorts of things we think you should look out for. You should look at the words, you should look at the phrasing. Oh, well. You should look at the images. You should look at the, and so there's a whole lot of things that should look at, and mm-hmm. then we give you lots of examples of good ones that we like, and then we give you lots of bad ones that we dislike, and you try and work out a pattern.
0: So Alan says you try and work out a pattern. The machine learning is how Google works out this pattern, how Google figures out, well, these are the ideals in the content that we want to promote. We want content that is expert-written, that is substantially more valuable than other pages. And uh, we don't know what it is that Google measures on these pages, but machine learning creates the algorithm that determines how to weight each of these factors. And so our best goal, our best bet, uh, and our goal should be to be uh, paying attention to these questions, to be doing the best job that we can in answering them. And uh, to do uh, competitor research as well, especially following a core update. If you have seen drops in rankings, it can be very, very helpful to look at which of your competitor sites actually improved in rankings and then analyze these in uh, keeping these questions in mind. I actually want to walk you through uh, a little bit of how we do this research. Now, I like to usually uh, share things that you can do without using paid tools. Uh, but I'll tell you that I use Hrefs regularly multiple times a day uh, to do this type of analysis. So you do need to be a paid user of Hrefs in order to, uh, to do this next little part. I'm going to cheat a little bit here and use one of my own keywords. This did not suffer uh, with a core update, uh, but I don't want to expose my client data uh, in uh, in doing this. So, um, so this is a safe one uh, for the phrase EAT SEO. Now this is hrefs uh, keyword tracker. I really really love this. Um, you can see that there's a lot of fluctuation for this uh, this keyword. So what I want to do is look at how I'm ranking for it, and you can see that you know I've gone over the years from ranking number five up to number one we had a little dip and number one again um let's say that you were moz uh, and you have this article on eat and look at this you can see that uh, at some point between november 11th 2021 and december 18th 2021 that uh, ranking slipped and Google started to prefer my article over Moz's article. Well, what happened in that time was the November core update in, 19- in 2021. And uh, so if I was Moz and I was trying to figure out, well, how could I make my article uh, rank better in Google's eyes or more, uh, more helpful, more um, valuable in Google's eyes, then I would start looking at these two pages um, through uh, the eyes of these questions. So we've got my article on what is EAT, and then we have this article uh, who's written by Ian Booth. One of the core update questions is whether there's clear evidence of expertise involved, and another is whether you would walk away with the impression that uh, this um Uh, that the site producing this content is well trusted or widely recognized as an authority on its topic now Moz has a level of authority we all know that we recognize that I didn't have to say Moz the SEO company Um, you recognize that there's authority but what about Ian Booth I have to say I'm not familiar with Ian Booth Uh, and so oh look at this you know if I want to find more information about him I'm not sure what's happened here but uh, that doesn't work Um, now here's a thing that you can do. uh, And this is what the quality raters are taught to do is to look at um, who else recognizes this person as an expert on their uh, their topics. And we can see that Ian wrote for Moz. This is his uh, Twitter profile. Um, Let's see here. I'll go ahead and follow Ian because I think if he's known for EAT, I want to I want to learn from him. Um, And you can see that, yes, people have mentioned Ian. Here's Ian Booth from Moz recommends this. Uh, But these are not um, highly authoritative websites that are mentioning him other than Moz. Now, if we do the same search for me, we want to see sites that are talking about Marie Haynes in terms of EAT and SEO. But we don't want to see results from my site because otherwise, that's all you're going to get. And you can see here that Search Engine Watch has interviewed me, Search Engine Land. Uh, this is going to sound very egotistical that, um, you know, people have mentioned me. This isn't a, a, a guest post that I've put on, um, but rather it's uh, lots of authoritative places are mentioning me. Uh, I was interviewed by lady Solis. The reason why I'm mentioning this is if I uh, was trying to improve rankings for this page, um, one of the things that I might do is try to get Ian, more known in terms of covering topics on EAT. And uh, you can do that by uh, publishing unique uh, studies. There is a real lack of studies uh, on EAT in websites. And maybe it's because there's a lot that we don't know about it. Uh, but if you can get mentioned by authoritative places, then this is one way to improve that. So that's just one thing. We could look at the content as well. And whether, here's, I'll give one other little tip because I think a full analysis of the content uh, would. Uh, would be a whole episode on itself. I think this is something that I'll probably do at some point. Um, I love using the uh, detailed Chrome extension to look at the headings on a page. Now, uh, are headings important? What I'm trying to figure out here is when Google says, uh, does this content cover a topic substantially? Does it have substantially more helpful content? Um, one of the things that users do is search and skim through headings. And I can see here, well, okay, these are all talking about Moz uh, and all right, there's articles about EAT. Uh, there's something about the quality rater guidelines. We're going to talk about expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. If I came to this blog post, what, what is the intent of a searcher who comes to this blog post? You want to learn more about what EAT is. I think that there's, there's a reason why this ranks on the first page. And it's because, uh, you know, it's got decent information when we scroll down. There's uh you know, there's a fair amount that is said on the, oh, look at that. <laughs> it mentions me, um, there's, uh, you know, there's a good amount of information on here. If we look at my uh, page, which tends to rank well, it doesn't always. It drops in and out of rankings at times. Uh, and we do the same thing. We can see uh, that it's much more specific as a searcher if I was skimming I I can see uh, what do the quality reader guidelines say about EAT oh Google says EAT is important it's important for your money or your life sites uh, there's a list of characteristics of high quality pages who talks about author EAT and so on and so on and so if I was writing this Moz article on EAT I would be looking at what has this article covered that I have not and then I would be going even beyond that to figure out what can i add that truly is valuable to searchers that perhaps i haven't covered because i haven't covered everything and that's how we would go about creating better content uh, to um to satisfy google's algorithms that uh that yes this uh article maybe is more valuable than um other ones that exist Now, when we do this type of analysis for clients, it's something that takes us almost a full week just to analyze one piece of content, which might sound kind of crazy, but what we're looking for is every little way that we can get the user to their answer uh, as quickly as possible. And in some cases, what we find is, oh, you know, the majority of the pages that were uh, that were promoted above our clients have a table of contents. Or perhaps they, uh, they answer the question more concisely um, in the form of headings and paragraphs. Uh, or maybe they have better images than our client does. And then we make all sorts of suggestions uh, for improving content based on that. Um, this is something that I'm thinking of doing in a, a group format, uh, is having a bunch of us that were maybe impacted by the core update uh, take a look at a, a particular keyword that has lost rankings, and then brainstorming together to see how could we better uh, be seen as high quality based on answering these questions that Google has given us. If you're interested in that, I'd love for you to reach out to me. Uh, I'm going to put a little cohort together uh, to, to go through that. Uh, it will be a paid thing, uh, but I hope to make it not terribly expensive um, because I'm going to learn from it as well I love doing these comparisons where uh, we look and see what did Google elevate and often we don't know exactly why Google elevated it but we can usually see if we look at the core update questions that there is an obvious reason why a piece of content uh, started to fail uh, after a core update. The last thing that I'm gonna share with you is that recovery is possible if you were impacted by a core update. Now, if you start working on improving content, on improving EAT, you can see some very gradual improvements in your website. But here's something to know. The way that Google described the helpful content classifier, I think it's very similar with uh, core updates. I think when Google, uh, I think it's a separate algorithm um, that runs maybe alongside of PageRank. Uh, this is me uh, having theory here, I don't have 100% proof for this. Uh, but I believe that Google ranks sites according to the PageRank algorithm, which has changed uh, dramatically since the early days of when Google used PageRank, uh, but still is based on links and authoritativeness. and uh, and then then there's probably a second pass where Google has a more semantic uh, view of the content. and Because the only way Google can assess questions like this uh, in the core update questions is uh, to look at uh, the content, is to understand the words on a page, is to understand the relevance of images on a page. And uh, I believe that that's the reason why uh, when you're affected by a core update, you need to wait until there's another core update in order to see improvements. Because at some point before the next core update, Google will be crawling sites again and trying to determine whether the content has improved in ways that they are trying to measure with this machine learning algorithm. Uh, And so if you have seen, uh, if you've worked hard on improving things, Uh, take note that you might need to wait until there's another core update. Uh, I'm going to put up on screen here. This is a a client that we've been working with to improve both EAT and content quality. And uh, I haven't dug into this case deeply yet because we're only two days into the update. But it sure looks like a core update recovery. And this is what we tend to see when, uh, when a client has worked extensively on improving content and EAT. Again, I've got some links in the description below if you're new to EAT uh, uh, to help you to figure out how to make improvements. And I'll be doing some more content in the future on uh, doing content improvements as well. I think we're in for quite a wild ride over the next few months or even years. Uh, Google has told us that there's another product review update that's coming out soon. Hopefully they don't overlap. I feel like we're going to finish the core update and then probably have a product reviews update. But who knows, they could potentially overlap because they're are different teams that work on those Um, and then also we have this idea that the helpful content update could hit your site at any time so if you're seeing losses in traffic over the next few months it's going to be very difficult to know uh, what the cause for that is Um, if you want to stay on top of what's happening with google's algorithms you can sign up for my newsletter you can also follow me on twitter i tweet almost every day talking about what google is doing and uh and then i've been doing these zoom calls with site owners uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've started doing hourly uh, calls with site owners. I've currently closed that uh, just for a little bit while I catch up on client work. Uh, but I think I'm going to open it up again to some uh, degree and uh, and do more hourly calls because it's fascinating talking to all of you who are working so hard on producing good websites. You know, when I first started doing this work, uh, the majority of the work that I did was in Google Penalties. And, uh, and a lot of the people that I worked with were people who were trying to manipulate Google uh, and uh, and got caught. And today it's quite different. You know, there's all sorts of people who are really doing good work and just need to know how to do uh, a little bit better uh, in order for Google's algorithms to appreciate their websites. Uh, hopefully you found this interesting. Uh, I do a podcast episode every two weeks, so you can subscribe to me on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you're listening uh, to be notified of my podcast episodes. And uh, let's hope that the September core update is... Is a good one for you. Thanks so much for listening and I wish you the best of luck with your rankings. Thanks.